0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, in the green scene today, the newly discovered plant that can flower and fruit underground. Uh, but first, the hottest day on Earth since records began. We're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Uh, we'll talk about heat first. Yeah. Um, the, the the hottest day we think uh, since. What one hundred twenty-five thousand years ago?
1: Yeah, well, at, at least, and, and this was recorded on July the third last Tuesday. But the record didn't last very long, Pat. It was broken the very next day. So, so up until uh, before the record of the average temperature on Earth had been sixteen point nine degrees, uh, and and this was this was beaten. We went up to seventeen point one two. And the record didn't last very long again. It was beaten again on Thursday. And in fact, if we look back at last week, the seven days of last week were on average the hottest temperatures that we have since records began. Obviously, our, our, our sort of written records only go back a few hundred years, but scientists can look at tree rings and other things mm-hmm. that give us an idea, ice cores that give us an idea about temperatures in the past. And it certainly looks like we haven't seen temperatures like this on Earth for, for well over 100,000 years.
0: the implications, obviously, if you've got melting ice caps, um sea levels rise. Now, if the ice is floating in the sea, that's fine if you remember um, that ice actually expands. So therefore, if it became water, it would get smaller. Yeah. But if it's land-based ice and then it goes into the sea, it rises sea levels.
1: Yeah, and, and it does, of course, rise sea levels. But but not only that, I mean, we know the oceans are getting warmer we're in the midst of a marine heat wave here in Ireland at the moment. And and I suppose all of these climate change-related activities I and mean, what we're seeing is more extreme weather, but particularly this extreme heat. You know, we're now seeing. I mean, nearly sixty-two thousand people died in Europe last year of heat stress. Essentially, uh, we have a hundred million Americans. Last July, we're living under some kind of heat warning. So, so we really just are seeing these these higher temperatures gradually you know it's creeping up gradually gradually but you know as we've talked about before when you talk about earth temperatures we, we often think about weather and we often think about well it was you know it was 10 degrees yesterday and it's 15 degrees today mm. and I can manage that kind of change perfectly fine but it's much more like your body temperature you know once your temperature goes up by one degree two degrees I mean you feel it yeah yeah and <laughs> um, so, so, so the we, earth is under stress exactly the Earth is under stress and that's exactly what we're seeing And how are we doing in terms of carbon emissions Uh, Our carbon emissions are are going up, unfortunately, despite all of our impacts. And certainly what we're saying is, you know, they set new records last year. We emitted more fossil, we burnt more fossil fuels than ever. And I mean, we need to cut our consumption of fossil fuels by 60% by 2035. And that's not very far away. Um, Okay, so so the things that need
0: to be done, obviously, solar and wind and maybe nuclear. I saw a story that cold fusion might be making.
1: it. Well, I mean, who knows? But I mean, we don't have very much time. And while these new technologies are available, you know, they're not around the corner yet. So, you know, a bit like COVID, I think we really need to start seeing this as an emergency that needs an emergency response. Now,
0: good news then, yes. an unusual plant has been found that both flowers and fruits underground.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful story from Borneo. This is two PhD students who set off and they found a new kind of palm and it looks like an ordinary palm, you know, with these leafy mm-hmm. fronds coming up above the ground. But they discovered that it actually has its flower and its fruit underground. It's really, really remarkable. And of course, most flowering plants, I mean, we know them, we call them the angiosperms. We see flowers, they attract bees and then yeah, they and the pollination so happens then. Pollination happens, then so the seed gets blown by the wind or taken by a bird and it germ- germinate somewhere else. There's only about 170 plants known to science where either the flower or the fruit is underground. It's usually the fruit. So something like a peanut. The flower is above the earth yeah. but then the peanut grows underground. But but there's only one other plant that scientists find which is an orchid. And orchids actually are, are symbiotic so they need to live with a fungus underground which helps their seeds to germinate. But this pine is just incredible. It, it has these little red fruits that grow underground. And um, do people eat them? Uh, people do eat them. And of course that was what was really interesting because after the students and the scientists had congratulated themselves for finding this palm, the local people in Borneo said, Ah, uh, sure, we knew all about that. Those are delicious. <laughs> we picked them all the time. <laughs> but but they're also delicious for something called a bearded pig, which is a wild pig that lives in Borneo. So it seems scientists think the pigs eat the fruit and then as they walk out and and, and have their droppings, that's how the fruit, the, the seeds are spread and they germinate. But we still really don't know how an underground flower can be pollinated. Yeah. And we think maybe there's some kind of subterranean insect that that's, poll- going from that's going from r- flower plant to, plant. to flower. But we, we really don't know. But it's wow. just... Fascinating. Um, a
0: further flowering bit of news yep. uh, Trinity College is witnessing a, a, a rebirth.
1: Exactly. So, Trinity have had this No Mow May initiative, which we talked about before the, on the show. They, they've they decided to not mow their lawns and let them grow wild. And amazingly, they've discovered these two beautiful, rare Irish flowers a helibor and an orchid. They're both members of the orchid family. They were spotted by Jenny McAway, the professor of botany there in Trinity. Uh, and um, the, these are little delicate orchids they grow on a strand and they, they, they may have been there for decades under the grass just waiting for an opportunity to flower um, like like we mentioned with the, yeah. these orchids they do need funguses there to, to help them grow so that biodiversity is probably there sitting buried in the lawn of Front Square and Trinity College
0: Brilliant uh, but equally it could have been blown in on the wind?
1: They could have been blown in I mean orchids have the tiniest seeds of any plant their seeds are only the size of like a, a speck of dust so it could have blown in could have been brought in by an insect could have been waiting there for the right conditions to grow, but absolutely, it, it looks like now they're going to manage the lawn to hopefully have have a beautiful display of orchids now um, growing in Trinity for for everyone to enjoy.
0: No more picnics, no more tennis on the lawn. It'll all be orchids. <laughs> Ruth, uh, Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Thank you for
1: the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance
0: weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk. Very much.